What Should I Think About is a podcast with me, Celine, and my dad, Stephen, and we talk about burning issues in media, politics, and science. Hello, and welcome to the What Should I Think About podcast. I'm Celine. And I'm Stephen. And today we're talking about uh, kind of like an interesting, more opinion based topic. But we thought it'd be cool for the father-daughter, male-female aspect is sort of body alterations mm. and doing stuff, I suppose, for the sake of vanity. Mm. I did the I did the little air quotes, yeah, but you can't see them. Um so yeah, things for vanity. Mm. And I don't mean that in a negative way, just you know, things that you do for appearances sake. Yeah. Yeah. How um, do we start that conversation? I think it's really interesting. Yeah, so I suppose just straight off the bat, like, you know, what what sort of things do we do just to affect our appearance you know that we don't even think about mm. as being a big deal i mean we get we, we obviously do stuff to our hair don't mm. we i mean um tell me if you don't want this in the podcast but you remember a time you did you did dye your hair a bit I didn't did, you? Yeah. not like loads ago. it was a while ago wasn't i got it? the just for men um yeah like some like, gray yeah. so it looks more like <laughs> cash you know <laughs> Um, yeah. It's like a little brush, and you brush it through, yeah, don't you? Do. do you remember? I do remember that. Yeah. Um, it's when you did a lot of like more in-person training, I suppose. But also, like, it's just fair enough. Well, like, women I, are allowed to dye their hair. So. Well, that's it. I was going grey really quite young. I was in my twenties when I started to go grey. Yeah. Um, and by the time I was thirty, I was really getting quite grey. And I just decided I didn't want like white hair by the time I was forty. Just mm. didn't feel right. So yeah, I did. Um, I did dabble with yes. a bit of uh, just for men. Yes, yes, because it's manly, just for men. Yeah. yeah. Well, I remember you did it a bit, didn't you? Mum mum used to help. I think I probably did it three times. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It was a bit of faff, I suppose, isn't it? Um, yeah, yeah. And, it, and I, I couldn't, in the end, you know, you sort of accept... You come to an acceptance. <laughs> <laughs> Which is an interesting thing, because obviously yeah. mum... Um, she dyed her hair a bit just for fun for a while like she did some red colours and flashes but mainly now it's to maintain yeah. a colour instead of grey um, it's to maintain the illusion that she's younger than she actually is yes well that's that's an interesting <laughs> one because that's kind of what a lot of the time um, well I dyed, I've i dyed my hair but mm, that's not to hide no. any greys I'm not grey um, 24 and I've not I mean like you said some people just go grey sooner don't they um, but I just wanted to have a bit of a go. It's fun. Mm. But I guess there's a point that you come to with hair colouring where it's a transition from I'm doing this for fun to I'm, I'm maintaining this to look like me, I guess, or like what in my head is me. Yeah, but I suppose it it it, it comes... It, it does ask those questions you mentioned before, which is why are we doing it, I suppose? Yeah. And uh, uh, what what is acceptable, what isn't acceptable mm-hmm. to our society and to ourselves yeah. and... Um, yeah, I think I think that's um, yeah. It's just one example, isn't it? Yeah, I th- I think has a massively acceptable one. I don't mm. think anyone has an issue with. Well, not for women. I not think for women, for but men. for men. I think people think it's they really think it's vain and um, yeah, and like oh, he dyes his hair. Yeah, like. so I, I think that's right. I mean, when I when I um, had a little dabble of dyeing my hair, um, I wanted it very subtle so that you wouldn't yeah. really know that I'd done it mm-hmm. so why was that why did I not want people to know that I'd dyed my hair I think it's this masculinity femininity what's acceptable for men and what's acceptable for women and for some reason it's like men need to 
you, you kind of have to walk a line i think of um this is what i think you yeah. tell me yeah, yeah. walk a line of um you want to look you need to look nice and presentable but not like you've done too much it needs to look very almost accidental or yeah. um very much like it's much more complicated for a man mm. than it is for a woman yeah because i think with women there might be we have more steps obviously because if you do the whole shebang with like the makeup and the hair and all of that because it's maybe expected on the other flip side but then if you do want to do that as a man you do want to look nice and you want to do things you've got to try and do it in a covert way yeah um it adds a level of stress that surely just let that can we let that go let's let men dye their hair (laughs) if they want to and you know just I think there was a thing, wasn't there, when it was like, more men are going to get their manicures done. What's the world happening? <laughs> Effeminate men taking over. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah. You know, just having a, like, just having them, like, manicured nicely. Yeah. Not These young men getting their nails yeah. done and then eating their avocado yeah. on toast afterwards. Yeah, having a vegan dinner. <laughs> it's like oh, effeminate men taking the over. The world is going to die out because men will no longer have sex. I know, they've just completely gone wrong. Um, and it's like, oh God. Um, you know, I think that that's quite interesting to me because it's, yeah, even down to the most basic thing of that or like eyebrows. So it's, um, obviously women, we often get our eyebrows done and I've seen men getting their brows done but often, I will do a bit of a double take, I think, when I see a man with like very yeah. clean, sort of sleek brows that have obviously yeah. been done. I'm like, oh. Because yeah. um, I guess because it's not standard. So then when you see it, you're like, oh, that's um, that's that's a very pristine man. Or like, you know, the, like, yeah. the clean beard, like, like, you know, those... Yes. You know what yeah, I mean, don't I you? Don't... It's like a fade in the hair. Almost like there's a particular kind of man that you know they're like oh it's you know an yeah, effeminate kind yeah. of or self-obsessed like oh you don't want to be with a man like that because they're more bothered about their appearance than you are <laughs> yes um yeah and it's kind of like oh okay well so what if they are anyway um yeah so there's definitely this narrative around men shouldn't really care about their appearance um but they should care about their appearance um secretly <laughs> yeah that's right secretly mm. it's, it's very very complicated and mm. no wonder um, young men are are generally unhappy in life. Yeah, well, just <laughs> they don't know of, what yeah. they're supposed to do. Like, I need to look nice, but mm. not too nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then I guess on the woman's side, I think you've got a bit of a flip where it's like, you know, I need. There's a list of yes. sort of almost jobs, a beauty job list to do. So it's like if you shave or you wax. So you're either buying shaves, you're doing that yourself, or you're paying someone to wax you like yes. once a month or. Then you've got to you get your eyebrows done as well. Because you've got your whole legs and potentially all the way up to like everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> everywhere. Um, so you've got all of that to get done. Then you've got, you know, your eyebrows that you probably get done as well. And then you've got the makeup that you do every day. And you've got your hair that you get regularly done. So six to eight weeks you get your hair dyed and cut and all of that fanciness. And you've potentially now that this is becoming more and more normal, getting fillers as well. Um, you know, like lip fillers and stuff. I thought that that was something that just happened, like in big cities, like LA. Obviously, it's always happening, and to an extent, I thought in London as well. But I didn't think it had spread as far as it has. So it happened. There's people in Peterborough, like beauticians, that just 
pop a bit of filler in now. <laughs> and I didn't think that was something that we did in Peterborough. So what is a fit? Is that injecting? That's the Botox the... stuff. Right. You know, like lip filler yeah. or like in your nose. You know, some people, mm. when you've got the dip, you know, this little dip here, they don't like it. Mm. You know, the bridge of your nose. Yeah. Some people like it to be smooth. Mm. So it just mm. goes. Yeah, I don't know. This is the thing. So it's like they put filler in the bridge of your nose to be there or they like put it in your jaw to give yeah. you a different jaw shape all of this in your cheeks to give you appley cheeks and you can just have that done at, huh. at the same sort of place where you get your nails done because huh. i've started getting my nails done sometimes i've had them done twice now mm. and it's really nice and i enjoy it um but it's fun and i look at it and i see it on my nails and i i enjoy it but I don't know, I saw someone that I went to school with that was like, oh, I love my new lips. And I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. Do you see what I mean? Mm. Um, and I definitely think that's still more, I think that is more geared towards the women. Towards women. So it, there's a problem there, I suppose, with um, feeling that you have to do these things. If people yeah. want to do them, then that's, mm. as long as they're safe, then yeah. um, then you might say, well, that's fine, that's their yeah. choice. But when you get to the point where you feel pressured right I've got to do this and I've got to do yeah. that and I've got to do the other mm-hmm. then then yeah it stops being fun then doesn't it yeah and I think my fear with it is the ever-changing nature of beauty and what mm. is beautiful as well because um I've never really had an issue with I mean I've had spots but with my face I'm like okay my face is fine you know yeah. it, it I like my face don't spend too much time thinking about it but then it's become really in style. It's in vogue to have big, full lips, isn't it, at the moment? Yeah, so I see on yeah, things. Yeah, on things like, you know, on adverts, everyone's got big lips. And I'm like, oh, do I, you know, go, yeah. you know, do I need... Give me your thin little yeah, lips. My t- yeah, and I'm looking, I'm thinking, are they thin? <laughs> like, comparative, because I used to think, when I was in school, I used to think, oh, I have quite nice, like, I thought full lips. And now, by comparison, I'm like, they're tiny. <laughs> Where are they? <laughs> and I'm just like... But do you know what I mean? To, mm. to go from thinking, oh, I, they're quite full and nice, to being like, oh, they're so small. But mm. that's just because society's sort of changed. Yeah. And obviously with lip filler, it does what about go about butts? Away. Oh my God, yeah, butts change that's all the time. That's a whole new thing, that. I mean, this whole thing yeah. about injecting into your backside. Yeah, you can have... Um, see, I don't think the name is particularly PC, but it is the name. So it's a BBL or Brazilian butt lift. Okay. Um, where they take fat from like your tummy and then they lipo, so they lipo it out and then they put it in your in your bum yeah. and your hips right. to give you the hourglass right. shape. Okay. So you're probably as well getting your like your boobs, your implant boobs put in, and then you're having your you know your butt filled up, and mm. it's like I don't know. Personally, I'm kind of like oh I don't want that, but I don't want to be judgmental. This is the other thing. Yeah. It's like is yeah. it just because it's new that I'm? So in a way, this is this is a perfect conversation for what should I think about? Because yeah. I think this is. This is a truly what should I think about truly it? difficult area because yeah, yeah you, you're torn, aren't you? On yeah. the one hand, you want to say, look, you know, if again, if it's safe to do so, um, and people want to mm-hmm. have an injection in their bottom to make them or have an operation to make yeah. their bottom look bigger, um, that's absolutely fine, and I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, but on the other hand, you're thinking, well why are we creating a society that makes women think that their bodies are not nice as yeah, they are? I know. And I'm starting to, 
I read a book when I was younger, actually, called... I don't know if you remember me reading it. It was called Uglies. I do remember it, And yeah. I feel like we're devolving into exactly what it sort of <laughs> prophesied, yeah. note to what we just talked about in the previous podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. But in that, when you turn 16, you have a surgery that makes you basically aesthetically appealing. So it describes, you know, how this girl looks before and kind of... Because it's in her own voice and it's, you know, she describes herself... She's a normal girl, but the adjectives around each thing make it sound awful. Mm. But she's just a normal mm. person, you know, mm. and she, I'm sure, looks pretty or cute or mm. whatever as is, but they'll be turned into a pretty, a pretty person. Yeah. Um, same with boys and girls. Everyone gets this operation on their birthday, and then you go to the nice cities and you live out there and have your happy life. Right. Um, and it just almost feels like we are doing that because more and more people are having you know surgeries to achieve what is beautiful now and it's like you know so what what do we all just look the same so we all have you know an hourglass shape and we all have you know a particularly designed one and we all have big lips and a particular button nose and you know you know you can get colored contacts now can't you so we all you know if blue is in at Mm. the moment we all have blue eyes and do we all dye our hair the same yeah i mean i because sometimes you do see I think you go through phases when you're younger don't you because I do see a lot of young girls in town because I work in town they do all look the same with what they're wearing as well Well, I'm just like but that's just part of youth and groups I suppose it is but again going back to you you're talking about Mm. the societal notions of beauty I mean this this is also tied in with race isn't it as well and um, you know skin colour and tone and uh, Mm -hmm. hair type and all of that it's um there's a lot of discussion around you know what is considered to be uh, a beautiful standard if you mm-hmm. like and you know is it is it reflecting sort of age old or ancient power differentials yeah. and, and um, mm-hmm. racism essentially yeah um and it's hard not to see some of that actually when when mm-hmm. you think about what is considered to be classically yeah. beautiful and if you look in the makeup aisle i mean it's mm. there's a big big push for it now mm. to have more inclusive skin tones but i mean and it, it's been really lacking for a yeah. really long time and yeah. um, not just foundation so that's obviously the color you pick for your skin um when you're wearing a base color but just the the exciting colors like the pigments that you put on your eyeshadow they don't show up often on mm. darker skin mm. so they're designed for someone yeah with um with like a white base none of these things are designed mm. thinking about that so they're just like oh look at how good these pigments are and then you've seen yeah. people try them on and they're like it nothing sure um so i guess it's i, I don't know if um with some of these brands it's because it's like built in from the past and they just don't think about it now or if they're still trying to encourage one particular vision of beauty like Mm. is there an agenda or is there a lack of thought and Mm. energy Mm. Um, and it just seems daft because you cut off your market surely it does seem crazy doesn't it and I think you're right it's there's been more talk about it recently Mm. Um, I suppose it'd be interesting to speak to somebody um, yeah you know consumers who are looking Mm. for those products specifically and whether they feel catered for a bit like our podcast um documentary not a podcast yeah documentary. our documentary we're doing on the pink pound yeah. where we're talking about you know gay consumerism yeah. and obviously speaking to different intersections of the gay community yeah. regarding race and um just different parts of the acronym itself uh, it's always important that you get that side of it yeah. but just yeah looking in 
I mean, I am personally I'm very very pale so I've been quite happy with the expansion of shades anyway because it's gone both ways so it's gone out for darker skin tones and it's also helped gone towards lighter because they used to be basically like you know like the perfect olive sort of skin yeah that perfect glowy tan Mm. look that was like Mm. there was like that was the window of opportunity Mm. um whereas now I can wear stuff that actually suits me as well um I think we'll just carry on I just want to do a side (laughs) note that if you hear like what can only be described as the, no, no, the sound of like you know the Tasmanian devil when his feet go. Do, 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 do. It's the dog. Um, basically, she's had a wonderful walk, mm. and then she's had to have muddy. a bath, and she loves to tear about afterwards. So I can't she's take that joy from scraping her. Scraping the floor with her claws. Yeah, I can't take that joy away from her as she rubs her head into the carpet. <laughs> so just put up with it, I think. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Let's get a bit kind of. Yeah, let's address some of these questions properly. So where where do you want to go? Just interrupting the middle of the podcast here because I want you to remember that you need to tell a friend about (laughs) this podcast so that we can keep making cool stuff and you can talk about it with your friends because it's more fun if we're all getting involved. So tell a friend, share it, text them about it, get involved. Back to the podcast then. (laughs) For me, I kind of think of these things in three sections as like... um, just completely temporary like makeup and all that sort of thing sort of semi-permanent and permanent like you're making a decision for forever um and i feel like my opinions probably get more maybe more conservative even or Mm. more or more pronounced the further across that spectrum i go um just because i worry about you know making long-term forever decisions based on what are potentially just trends Mm because um, beauty does change so much and what's attractive changes so much, doesn't it? Mm. If you just think about in the 2000s, um, there was literally a kind of, you know, it got called heroin chic to be really mm. skinny and, mm. you know, you know, you remember that... Sunken eyes, yeah. dark eyes. And, yeah. Yeah, almost, yeah. Yeah, I just think... Mm. I mean, I mean, I wonder how many people were affected by that and were trying to get mm. really skinny. Mm. and And then you think, well... No, they're not doing potentially that with these new trends of being bigger, basically being more rounded and curvy and stuff. But it's still a big decision. Mm. Um, And and is it outward being pushed into you or do you actually want Mm. it, I suppose? And you don't want to come across as that person that's like, well, you know, do you really want it? Do you know your own Mm. mind almost by saying that, don't you? It sounds like you're questioning people's personal wishes, but it, it... I suppose you know from just my small amount of life and growing I know that what I like about myself what how I style myself has changed a lot over time and I'm glad that none of those choices are Mm. made a permanent you know um I I guess what do you think yeah I I think it's going through my mind is a whole Mm. load of kind of contradictory um opinions about it I, I think this is the so on the one hand I I think um I think there has to be an age element to it. I think that's mm-hmm. sensible that you can't make you shouldn't be allowed that you shouldn't have the support to make decisions for cosmetic reasons yeah. um until you're of an age that that you are able to 
make those decisions so what age that is i mean that's that's a whole different know, difficult area but legally but, if you'd be 18 but i feel yeah. like i was a baby at 18 how, how mature yeah. are you you know but as a principal i think yeah. you should be of an age where you can make that decision um and then you've got the question of so some people see their bodies almost like a, a canvas on which they they want to express themselves yeah. so you see some people who have made uh, choices around tattooing and their whole body is is tattooed mm. and they are they love their body they love the the way that their their body expresses their their development and their growing and, mm-hmm. and they 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 love their tattoos and they might have piercings mm. and so on and it's very much tied up with their identity and who am i to say that that they shouldn't enjoy that identity you know yeah. if 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 that's the way that they want to express themselves then i feel that i should it's none of my business uh, first first and foremost mm-hmm. um so i should just celebrate the fact that yeah. they are enjoying living their life um in the way that makes them happy and that is absolutely how i want to feel but then <laughs> if you imagine me yeah if i imagine you deciding i'm going to get um a tattoo first mm-hmm. of all i mm-hmm. think oh i mean you're 24 you can make your own decision yeah but would i would i so oh, I'll I'll put in half. Yeah, you know? I know, like for your birthday or something. <laughs> yeah. Like you wouldn't, would you? I wouldn't, because you wouldn't want to encourage. No, but that's funny, like the word you wouldn't want to encourage. <laughs> exactly, but I so um, yeah, so that that's kind of hypocritical in a way, possibly. Um, so I suppose, and and I suppose it, it actually the other thought that's going through my head at the moment is is not the subject of this discussion but maybe we talk about it another Mm -hmm. time but is is the whole question around transgender um decisions and so on and i'm puzzled by the amount of anger um towards people who make a decision to transition for Mm -hmm. instance and i wonder where that anger comes from we've discussed this Mm -hmm. haven't we before Mm -hmm. and i i wonder you know, well, what what's what's the problem if this person wants to identify yeah. as a woman mm-hmm. or a man? I mean, you could talk about um, the National Health Service paying for it and mm-hmm. so on. That could mm-hmm. be a, a possible route. But I don't think that's what's making people so angry. Mm-hmm. So what actually is making them angry? And then I get I ask myself the question: Why am I? Um, why do I have generally negative feelings towards? a full body tattoo um what why shouldn't i just accept that person for whom they are for Mm -hmm. who they are and that's what i'm trying to do but still i when i see that i think oh it's such a shame to do that to your body why should i think that yeah why is it a shame to do with me yeah you know and i don't understand did it to you and you didn't want it that would be a shame wouldn't it but this is an area i don't understand about my own thinking um and honestly, I, I the rational part of me is saying it absolutely doesn't matter and it's fine. But I suppose, I suppose, and I'm just wondering whether I'm trying to solve one problem by solving another. Mm. Why do people get upset about um, certain choices around their their bodies? Maybe it's because um, there's a fear that it becomes normalised, so mm. that people I care about and love think it's okay to do that Mm. maybe that's where it comes from maybe maybe it's this fear maybe this is what's behind this transgender fear is that oh you know people that i care and love 
care about and love are gonna start doing this if if it's normalized Mm. and this is the way that the world considers to be normal and i think maybe that's behind some of the homophobic um, feelings as well you know as as though all of a sudden the world is going to be full of of people um that have a completely different outlook Mm. than they do now and it's just not going to happen is it you know the world is not going to be full of people with full body tattoos no it's just not going to happen no it's true i suppose it's a breaking of these social norms Mm. um that it's hard i suppose when you've been steeped in those social Mm. norms to not to recognize that as something different and maybe something a little bit unnerving yeah i think i think the one that's the things that are interesting with some of the like more temporary ones is like um like or things just like getting your eyebrows done or having your lips filled and stuff is that it's interesting is that there's an idea of maintenance and keeping it up and like as though that is the real you do you know what i mean so um and, and an idea you're saying about everyone's going to start doing it. I think there is a bit of a fear that there'll be a new precedent that you have to keep up yes. to. And and it's like, oh, God. Like, maybe that is part of the fear. Or maybe it's... I don't know. I think it maybe it's just that negative, like... Oh, it's a step too far into the yeah. vanity. Or it's, you know, just... I think different people have different problems with it. I think for mm. an older, older generation, it's just a... Um, again, it's a social norm that is being broken, and they don't yeah. like it. Mm-hmm. So when I was growing up, tattoos um, were quite tattoos, taboo. absolute no no. And even like men having hair permed, yeah. My my mum and dad thought that was ridiculous, and you know that was the worst of the worst. The yeah. Kevin Keegan era was a was a very bad time for me. <laughs> <laughs> All those perms. Um, Can you imagine him sitting there with his? curlers in you know that was the kind of i think it's the it's the men going into the effeminate that that does Maybe. bother people doesn't yeah. it so doing things that are beauty and it's like if you think of um think of a perm you think of a of a woman getting a perm and and by today's standards i suppose you'd think of an older lady getting a perm they're, they're having a comeback i'll have you know the perm um but yeah, you think maybe of just like a, a woman and then all of a sudden you spin them round in the chair and it's a man and he's got a moustache and it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and, and your little world gets shattered a there bit and, a, and it freaks you out. There was a time when all the footballers were having perms and they all had quite long hair. so it was And a moustache? Yeah, a lot of them did, yeah. So Liverpool Football Club seemed to be the, the leaders in this. It was like Kevin Keegan, Terry McDermott, Graham Sooners. They all had curly hair I wonder what they think of men headbands dear god must be awful for them <laughs> you know the, 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 the oh. oh what is it man bun a top knot oh, right, yeah. pain fear <laughs> what do we do so uh, yeah I mean we're getting a bit off off piece again yeah. aren't we but um so because you asked me originally how do I feel about it and, like if and, I said to you yeah. I was going to go get not even a tattoo what mm. if I said um okay I'm having a um like a fat redistribution thing so i'm having lipo in my tummy and i'm moving it into my butt and yeah. i'm having a big butt yeah. you know and i'm also while i'm there i'm gonna have like a breast augmentation just yeah. the whole thing you know how would i feel if you said that? i mean obviously you're, we keep saying your age you're 24 yeah it's not like you're if you were 16 you'd be like oh, i think no. i'd have much more of a problem with yeah. that yeah 
Um, you wouldn't give I, the parental consent for me to do it, would you? Because I think no. under 18, you have to give consent. No, I don't think I would. Um, at 24, I would... I would... I think you'd go quiet. <laughs> I think I'd be like, I'm doing this. And then you'd be quiet. I'd be like, what's wrong? What's okay. Wrong? Yeah. yeah, I, I wouldn't... Uh, I wouldn't like it. Now, that sounds horrible for me to say that because, you know, I, I, who am I to tell you what to do? Mm. So there's part of me that would hate myself for it. Oh, no. But I would, I would, I would just be disappointed in a yeah. parental way, yeah. but disappointed that you felt unhappy about yourself mm. so that you would try yeah. to, to change it, I suppose. That would, yeah. that would, but I mean, it's not that, um, and this is where the, I suppose this is this is one of the, the good questions. So, moving away from your own yeah. situation, but um, I, I knew somebody that um, had a breast reduction operation, mm-hmm. and um, and the reason for her was that she had disproportionately large quality breasts, which of life was, made her uncomfortable, yeah, and yeah. it made it, it gave her a bad back, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and so on. So, so for her, it was. Um, but I don't know. There may have been some, um, also some aesthetic, aesthetic uh, I mean, considerations yeah. as well. It, it will, you know, in terms of just societal standards, I suppose it will do something for the aesthetics because yeah. if your boobs are very large, then they sit lower. That's just how sort yeah. of gravity in life works. Yeah. Um, and it would make her heavier. It make yeah. her. She'd have to buy bigger clothes and, and yeah. so on. So, so, um, but why, why should that make a difference? You know, if it, you're on like, the one oh, hand, it's all right. Yeah, it's okay because it's medical, you know, mm. but it's not okay if you just want smaller no. boobs. You know, it's why? kind of like, um, you know, when you tell people you're vegetarian yeah. and then you go, oh, well, it, it just, I find it easier with my, like with colitis when I yeah. don't eat meat. I find it easier to digest like the veggie yes. sausage than sausage. And they're like, oh, okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, but if you say the moral thing, yeah, like I don't I like ethically, I don't like eating meat, then they're like, yeah. everyone goes a bit like, oh, and it goes a bit quiet and a bit uncomfortable, <laughs> you know. But it, I think that's more to do with a feeling that you're judging them. No, but then I think that's kind of similar with yeah. with the body changing thing because mm. if you go, um, if the premise is this is for my health and quality of life that I'm having a breast reduction surgery, then people go, oh, good for you. Mm. <laughs> but if you say I'm having the other way, if you just go, I'm having a breast augmentation to make them larger because I'd like bigger boobs. Yeah. There's no functionality of that. It's just no. I want them to look bigger. Um, people are like, oh, okay. Um, you know, I guess she's sad about herself. Do you know? There's like a as yeah. a moral. But if if as a woman, ground, yeah. um, you know, we've created a. Um, I suppose that these days it's perhaps not quite the same. But when I was growing up, there was page three girls in the newspapers. Yeah, but they're gone now. Aren't objectifying they? women in that way, but there, that certainly created this this um standard if you like of the ideal woman. yeah had large breasts yeah. um which means that what then why would you criticize a woman for deciding that she wanted to meet that standard i mean but that there is criticism really for it isn't there because mm. they'll be like oh she's had a boob yeah a boob job so it's almost like and this might maybe cuts through to some of the even the more minor things like mm. like men um, dyeing the hair like we started yeah. with is is uh, it's almost like this you should just be lucky so if you just happen to be lucky yeah if you're um, born beautiful, beautiful yeah. tall the right 
circumference of boobage. Yeah. Um, that should be the title of this. The right. Circ- <laughs> what should I think about the right circumference of boobage? Uh, you happen to have the right hair colour, yeah. um, skin tone. Your waist to ass ratio yeah. is perfect. Then, great. Mm. But anybody who doesn't happen to have been born like that... Um, you best find a way of making it look like you were, but yeah, without everyone knowing. without everybody knowing. It's so what weird, do you do? Do you it? slowly put a little bit more in over time until you achieve it and hope that no one's noticed and never show anyone a picture of the past? Or just have it go underneath the radar and everyone um, just sort of agrees to pretend that that's what you were? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but, it's, it's, it is It's strange, isn't it? Because I try and be a feminist person, but um, oh, I did me. Me and my friend, we can be really bitchy sometimes because we'll be like, oh, look at those eyebrows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, and it's like, why do I give exactly. care? Exactly. Why do you're I no care? better than me. You're, no. you're, you're criticising somebody for oh, having no, their eyebrows. Because they love them. Mm. They love their brows. Um, I'd be mortified if I came out with them like that. But they love them. So why does it matter? Yeah. You mm. know, they they have um they're really happy with what they're doing how they look they seem happy anyway as far as you can know for a person off the internet mm. but you know why does it matter I don't know but I'm like oh you know mm. taken aback it's very like, strange isn't it it's yeah. very strange um so yeah I I I think we we just are completely messed up aren't we when it yeah. comes to this sort like of we, stuff we we crave this aesthetic perfection mm. on ourselves but then whenever people try and get it we're like so judgy we're so judgy as people i mean i think a lot of you know some people are like oh, i don't care at all but i mm. think you know on the whole we we are quite judgmental as humans though we all kind of have this aesthetic goal and desires it's like because it extends out into the new sort of like every size is beautiful movement. It's like, you know, we're really desperate to be like, everyone's beautiful, like fat positivity and stuff. Yeah. But then, you know, people still want to lose weight and that's fine. Like, you know, that shouldn't be judged either. Yeah, we, we talked about... then you about... get judged about it, don't you, for losing yeah. weight? Because it's like, oh, why mm. can't you just be happy with the way you are? Yeah, you know? yeah. What, do you, you obviously don't believe that fat is beautiful because you wouldn't be trying to lose weight if you did. And it's like, oh, God... <laughs> So one one of the things about human beings that we talked about this in the humanist episode is that human beings are naturally social creatures, yeah. and that's one of our superpowers in that it enables us to feel empathy for others, if you like, and that's that's the start of a of an ethical morality, really, um, and that's a wonderful thing. So this socialness about human beings is great, mm-hmm. but it also has a dark side, and I think mm-hmm. this is the dark side: is this feeling that people need to conform to certain standards when it actually doesn't have anything it doesn't have any detrimental effect on us at all but we still feel the need to judge other people for the way they look um and that can be just unfortunate um look at the draw you know some people are born with big noses and big ears and yeah um prince charles couldn't help he can't help it can Mm. he it's just, just. I mean, it's happened? like it's like on television and uh, movies. Like the ba- the baddie is always ugly. Aren't yeah, I they? know. You know the, or like and the witches, yeah. and the, the, we have this thing in our society. In in beautiful is that good. Beautiful is good. Yeah. yeah. But um, I mean, I suppose that's why people really loved Mean Girls, wasn't it? Because they were called the Plastics, and I it wasn't. It wasn't even no. I've 
I've only seen bits, to be honest. <laughs> but um, right, so then you can tell people you, you watch it every week. No, I haven't even. I would like to though. <laughs> but um, it's like because it's people love it. I mean, Commode yeah. loves it. Um, but it's like not even. I think in reference to the plastic surgery, though, it could easily be now. But it's in reference to like credit card plastic. But um, you know, they're very mm. beautiful, but very vapid. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, there's a there's a an actual bias that's known. Um, that's yeah. the halo effect um and the halo effect is is something that's been shown through experimental um evidence that that yeah we we tend to trust people and think people are nicer if they look attractive and and I do wonder where that's down to is that down to um a nature nurture so uh, by nurture I mean is our media yeah so our great father and mother media or um, is it what we're born to look for, and and so on, and, yeah. and it's an innate sort of an innate sorry thing that we do. I, I don't have the answer. I don't know if we. I, have I think an it's very contested. There's some sociologists who talk about um, evolutionary pressures, like mm-hmm. so. There's well, there's evolutionary um, psychologists who look at behavior now in terms mm-hmm. of of evolution and. Yeah benefits why to, would we do that then exactly how would yeah. so continue? why are we attracted to certain types you know yeah. so the theory goes that we're, we're attracted women are attracted to bigger stronger looking men like because deep voices they're and, likely yeah. to be more able to father children and perhaps like take uh, care of you and so yeah on. And, and you know hunt it hunt and stuff mm-hmm. all that sort of stuff useful evolution in our evolutionary mm-hmm. past uh, men are have traditionally been attracted to women with bigger boobs and hips. W- wider hips because they're like childbearing hips if you like mm-hmm. um i think the problem with that though is that because as you've already said um attitudes kind of change quite a lot yeah. don't they and it feels like some of those i mean i think women still find um six foot men more attractive than five foot five men generally mm. but um but there are i think it's less clear now that that um that those standards are what they were so if you're going to have a theory that says this has an evolutionary advantage that's why we we have these uh yeah. natural tendencies then you have to explain why it's changed i'm not sure we've done that so i, I think there's there's quite a lot of disagreement about whether there are e- evolutionary psychological basis of this or whether it is purely social and it's socially constructed over you know over a period of of, of a civilization if you like mm. Um, and I suppose yeah, is it always know. you know this point that we're getting to where we all change how we look so much I mean what, mm. was it inevitable I suppose would be you know if you go with that theory that you know there's a certain attraction is it is it what we've built through society that this is now pinnacle attraction or was this you know always it's just now anyone can achieve it through the power of you know cosmetics and and uh, plastic surgery and so on but it's it's a it's a purely I mean, apart from some of the physical dimensions, if you yeah. like, things like having a slightly longer nose or slightly bigger ears have mm. no, no, I can't see any evolutionary benefit to those. So that those no. are purely socially constructed yeah. standards by which people measure. Yeah. And I can imagine in, in 50 years time, you know, men with big noses being the sex symbols um, of yeah. the universe, you know, because yeah. they, they, oh, it's that, like beards are in nose. at the moment, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, that's right. Beards are super in. That's got a beard so at the I'm, moment. I'm just looking forward to, you know, 
little fat old men being the, the standard. Thing. Right, I see. Because yeah. um, that's that's where I am. Well, it's I'm like going. A... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, you always say like you're like you're little, but you're not. You're, you're, he's only he's five eight, aren't you? Or yeah, five nine? Five, eight. Yeah, depending on how like and a half. how good your posture is on that day. <laughs> yeah. um, but yeah, you know, just grow out your hair again from your post-lockdown shape. You've you got an extra inch. <laughs> yeah, fun. well, it's kind of... Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think, like I said, I, I don't want to be judgy. This is the thing. I don't want to be judgy. But yeah, I think I think if Maria said to me, my best mate was like, oh, I'm going to do this, I'd be like, oh. Yeah. But you look, but you look beautiful. <laughs> do you know what I mean? What, what about... Okay, so um, full body tattoo. Yeah. Um maybe face tattoo okay that starts to get more difficult doesn't it yeah to to sort of i don't love it not no. like if thomas said to me yeah. my partner i'm getting a face tattoo about like, oh god because mm. i didn't like it when he shaved his head mm. to be honest that was um, a bit much for me um and then and like what it's about his body but possibly I like um it. what what do they call when they put things in your ears and um, stretch them stretches yeah stretches yeah and of course in some um in some cultures like in some african cultures, that actually is but, part of the culture yeah. it's a bit of a yeah. buzzword buzzword a bit of appropriation um yeah. like some with the mouth and such yeah. but yeah i uh i prefer that he had a stretcher than a face tattoo right if we go in the scale of like what i can put up with um i'll, I'll accept a stretcher yeah. the thing is right i think Ultimately, it's up to Thomas, but also you're in a partnership and it's nice to be attracted to your partner, isn't it? So if he starts yeah. getting a face tattoo and he's got all stretches, some mm. people, that is their jam, you know? Yeah. But it's not I, my I, jam. I don't I don't see a problem with finding certain things attractive and... and you gravitate towards things less your attractive. people. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, if you like tattoos, then you're attracted to women or men with tattoos. That's fine. Um I don't see a problem saying, yeah, I'm just not attracted to, to that sort of um, uh, tattoo tattooed no. person, if no. you like. Um, it doesn't mean that you're judging them badly, no. does it? It just I'm means sure that you're not finding that attractive. Yeah, and I'm sure uh, if I was single, though, and I you know, met someone and we got on really well mm. and I really liked them and they happened to have a face tattoo, I'm sure, I wouldn't be like, well, deal breaker. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, just be a bit more difficult to bring them home to if grandma and granddad were around wouldn't it they'd be like they wouldn't know what to do I don't think they'd be, be too keen would they no but, you know. but I think that's the same with, it's just a generational thing I think yeah, yeah like I said I think I could put up with it though it depends on what it's of I think um, I think it's connotations as well with face tattoos you kind of go with a bit you're like oh they must be a bit well that's part of it isn't it underneath yeah. a lot of these body changes are, are perhaps some movement that mm. we associate it with yeah um, which may or may not be true. true it can be yeah. completely uh, just pre- prejudice, really. But mm. um, but yeah, there could be some of that that's happening. That there's an assumption that there's mm. another layer to this that, yeah. that is saying something else. Yeah. Yeah, with Thomas, I was saying mm. yeah. If you had a face tattoo, I'm like oh god. Um, yeah, I mean, like like I said, I even I wouldn't, you know. If he if he really liked his hair shaved and that's how he wanted to do it, then I'd just put up with it. But it's not my favourite. Yeah, he's just had his hair done after it's been growing out for ages, and it looks lovely now. He's got his quiff back and his <laughs> like nice sides, his <laughs> faded sides, and it's so much nicer. Um, I really like how he looks now, <laughs> and it's not like I was like mm. before. I was like done. <laughs> 
but you know you just have preferences i think that's okay um yeah i do like thomas is always trying to be very careful when i say well, what do you prefer with my hair when i'm trying to decide to do a new hair thing i'm like what do you prefer and he's like it's up to it's your head and i'm like yeah but so, i want you to like my hair <laughs> so this is all cosmetic stuff what about um augmenting your body so yeah. this is this is kind of i think in the next 20 years going to become like the surgeries well yeah maybe like having um so in in these early days it's going to be things like extra maybe senses like you might have a oh right um i don't know an electromagnetic um sense that when instead of having like an apple watch it's like an apple chip yeah you can have a chip installed that will allow you to perhaps feel Mm. if there's about to be a thunderstorm or something Um, and then in the future you can imagine more augmentations like increasing your eye capacity eyesight capacity like Mm. you know having having lenses inserted into your eyes that allow you to magnify things Mm -hmm. or um i mean ultimately you could have an extra limb an extra hand that allowed you to you know if your job entailed carrying large objects you Mm. could have an extra limb that helped you to do that job yeah would that be a problem it wouldn't be a problem if someone else wanted to do it i don't think i want it for myself though i think it's not because i have like an issue with technology i just don't necessarily need it integrated into me Mm. i think you know what generally i feel quite lucky and privileged that i feel quite good in my body yeah, every now and then I have a little blip and I'm like, I'm fat <laughs> and I feel unhappy, but I'm just, you know, you make, you get on with it. Um, Apart from your colitis, obviously. Well, that, we pre- we, we separate that. Mm. We put that <laughs> on a shelf somewhere. Because you have talked in the past about um, the, the possibility that you might end up having to have a bag. Yeah, I really don't want the bag. Mm. Yeah, that, that freaks me out, to be honest. And mm. I know that it shouldn't because... I know that I know that I'll be accepted by my partner because for mm. a lot of people, you know, it always is still going to be a fear, I think. It's like, I hope yeah. that I'm still attractive. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Like, mm. I now have my intestine poking out of my tummy mm. and a bag of poo. Um, Not all the time. Sometimes it's just a bag, isn't it? Well, yeah, but it kind of just always... Basically, yeah. It doesn't just wait for a movement, though, right, like a normal okay. situation. Anytime, any waste, it just... Right. Okay. Gone. <laughs> it's just constantly mm. going, so do you know what i mean so it's mm. kind of like oh um but yeah it's not a constant float <laughs> um oh god but yeah do you know what i mean <laughs> no um <laughs> but you know like yeah it's the aesthetics isn't it mm. realistically because if i if my quality of life was was so bad that i needed to have an ostomy a colostomy bag then mm. you know that would be the right decision wouldn't mm. it Mm. I should prioritise my quality of life over my aesthetics because mm. that's basically the decision there. I mean, there is obviously a level of extra mm. effort in your life now, isn't there? Yeah. It's a medical mm. thing that you deal with that other people don't. But my main thing is I just don't want a, I don't want them to take it out and have it on the outside. No. Um, that's aesthetics mm. and it bothers me. And, mm. um, you know, I always say to you, <laughs> semi-regularly, I'm like, if I'm ever out of it and they're trying to do that to me and they're getting your permission... Unless they absolutely have mm. to, like it's a medical emergency, I don't want them to do it. Mm. And that's that's quite quite a strong feeling, obviously, mm. isn't it? And yeah, it's person to person, I suppose, isn't it? But it does it does again talk to this question around what is it about our bodies that 
I mean, it's because we, we present them to the world and yeah. they, they are very much tied into our identity. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I suppose it, the thing is that strange is with me, you wouldn't even really see it very much. Do you know what I mean? No, but you wouldn't know, it would yeah. bother me. Mm. Um, I'm sure you get over it. You come to make, mm. as we've talked about, psychology and symbolism and how you come to redesign yeah. your mental image of yourself. Oh, to a point, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. Okay. Yeah, but that's kind are we, of... Are we done? Yeah, so this is kind of what should I think about, like we said, and it's cool. We're not coming to a decision that is like, Oh, we've solved that. I don't think we've. I don't think we're even further along, are we? It's just like we've raised some of the questions and maybe, mm. um, maybe got ourselves to think about some of our biases, uh, biases, and, and yeah, mm. and, and you know, just illogical kind of contradictory yeah. thoughts. But um, maybe that's maybe that's where it all starts. You know, that's what you need to do, isn't it? Yeah, maybe we re re come back. What? Um, revisit we come back. <laughs> we back we revisit some yeah. of these topics after having a bit of a few weeks post talking about Think it to see it, yeah or yeah. have we come to any sort of conclusions in our head since we've thrown the ball up in the air yeah you know where's it hit down do we feel less judgy <laughs> have we made an effort to be less judgy yeah let's do that okay let's come back to it cool 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 Bye. thank you for listening share with a friend maybe share it with your dad if you're oh, yeah. a son or daughter and if you're a dad share it with your son or daughter that's a good idea yeah because i think this is an interesting one to talk about with parents because i think um it's interesting from like the other yeah, parent point mm. of view of like imagining your child mm. wanting to do a thing to change themselves because you must you know when you have a baby you look at them and you're like you're perfect and then they grow absolutely. up absolutely you know absolutely they're like all right i need to change this this and this yes <laughs> and you're like i gave you that nose <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um so yeah tell us mm. tell us what you think okay cool thank you very much see you bye, bye.